This is me waiting patiently for something to come into my mind. <laughs> In this tradition, um, our teachers are monks and nuns in the Theravada Buddhist uh, lineage of Ajahn Chah, back there, keeping an eye on things. Uh, Longpur Pasano is uh, our, mm, he is the former abbot and co-founder of Abhayagiri Monastery down in um, California, and we're affiliated with them. We have a, a good connection with a strong lineage of Buddhists. We're unusual in that way. This is a lay-run center, uh, but we're really always pointing to the monastics uh, for, our, um, for, for our leadership in many ways, for... Uh, teachings for uh, modeling, for examples, and it uh, it helps keep things really clean, really lovely, really grounded. <clears throat> um, for example, this is a completely um, uh, everything that we do here is uh, completely without charge. We don't charge for classes. We don't charge for programs. Uh, we don't sell anything. Uh, everything is uh, just all free will donations. And that's how um, the monastics do it. It's totally dana based. That's the term in Pali, dana, generosity or giving. Uh, <clears throat> the monks... And nuns in our tradition are uh, alms mendicants, so they um, they don't uh, buy food or store food or grow food. Uh, they're fed every day by a person, by a lay person. So the uh, lay people in our tradition, you know, in our community, and uh, hand food to the monks every day before noon, solar noon. <laughs> uh, and that's how they stay alive. That's how they stay in robes. That's how they um, keep the energy to uh, continue their practice, to stay on the path. It's incredibly direct, which I absolutely love. Uh, and then they, um, so you, you, so say we have a monastery, we have a small Buddhist monastery, a hermitage out in White Salmon, and a few monks live there usually. There's one abbot and then two monks that have come up from Abhayagiri uh, to stay there, and they kind of rotate in and out, and uh five days of the week, they go on a traditional alms round as you would in a, you know, a, a South um, Asian, Southeast Asian village. So they uh, have people that accept them uh, to their doorstep every day around 
10 or something. It must be earlier, nine. When do they do the alms round? Do you know during the week? Anybody? Is it eight to nine? Okay, so it's early, early pants. It's breakfast. They go out, they walk from their hermitage in the woods down to white salmon and they visit people's homes and people hand them food or put it into their bowls and then they take their bowls back to uh, the hermitage and have lunch. And then they don't eat the rest of the day and then they do it again the next day. And on the weekends, uh, we get to go out, you know, they accept visitors. And so we, people from here, from all over actually, will go out and bring them a meal. And there are a variety of rituals, but essentially you, you know, put it on the table, you offer each dish directly into their hands and uh, they eat by a certain time. And then you have the opportunity to do some, uh, sort of chatting, asking Dhamma questions, you know, sort of drawing near to the lineage. Uh, and then they do it again the next day. <laughs> and the um, and they um, always, you know, part of the ritual is doing a blessing. And I think I'm just going to um, read that blessing. For a long time, uh, it wasn't translated into English, and I've been hearing it for years and years, and it wasn't translated into English, and uh, every time I heard the blessing, even though I didn't have any idea what they were chanting, I would just start to cry. Now, I really, it was very touching to be a very direct part of the chain from the Buddha <laughs> to today, <laughs> keeping monks fed. Someone had to feed them, you know, every day over 2,600 years. Kind of crazy <laughs> and quite beautiful, but overwhelming, you know, to think about uh, the extent of the generosity and gratitude that was being exchanged. And one day, uh, Sakula asked, she's the spiritual director, not here today. Uh, she asked Longpur Pasano, before it was translated, she asked Longpur Pasano, you know, what is, what are you saying in that chant? And he said, uh, well, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> if you know him, you know. <laughs> oh, there's, <laughs> well, there's not really a good translation for it. And he kind of trailed off and, and she she said, but what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? And he said, well, it means thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> actually, it's quite a bit, uh, quite, quite far beyond thank you. So I think I'm just going to read the English translation. So after the monks are offered their meal, but before they eat it, they offer this um they offer this chant in Pali. It's on page 50 here if you want to read along. Otherwise, you can just listen. And just as rivers full of water entirely fell up the sea, so will what's here 
been given bring blessings to departed spirits. May all your hopes and all your longings come true in no long time. May all your wishes be fulfilled. I mean, can you imagine if you made your kids lunch and they were like, may all your hope, thank you, may all your hopes and all your longings be fulfilled. May all your wishes come true. <laughs> but I digress. Like on the 15th day, the moon, or like a bright and shining gem, may all misfortunes be avoided. May all illness be dispelled. May you never meet with dangers. May you be happy and live long. For those who are respectful, who always honor the elders, four are the qualities which will increase life, beauty, happiness, and strength. May every blessing come to be, and all good spirits guard you well. Through the power of all Buddhas, may you always be at ease. May every blessing come to be, and all good spirits guard you well. Through the power of all Dhammas, May you always be at ease. May every blessing come to be and all good spirits guard you well. Through the power of all sanghas, may you always be at ease. I mean, and that's just for bringing a nice big pot of macaroni and cheese. No. <laughs> and I just. But they take it, yeah, they take it seriously. Generosity is taken seriously in this tradition. And it is so uplifting and so joyful. And there's so much gratitude uh, for everything offered. Because anything offered is another piece of... Um, that big, really big, almost incomprehensible puzzle, you know, the path from the time of the Buddha to our good actions today. Mm. The um, sometimes, you know, people will ask me, or not even ask me, but I've I looked for a long time for a way to describe what is it we do here? <laughs> what is it a meditation center? Is it a Buddhist temple? You know, we have classes, we have special guests, we have monks, we have a hermitage. You know, we founded this little uh, monastery. Um, but what? But what are we doing? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and I settled on um, uh, the term merit you know it's a funny term it's kind of a weird um translation uh but essentially uh this english word merit uh, is described is created um from three components 
So merit is described as like a three-legged stool. Merit is described as another word for happiness. And so what creates happiness, the components of happiness? Are you ready? <laughs> are you leaning in? <laughs> I'm leaning in. Uh, are uh, dana, so generosity, right? giving. It's just, it makes us happy, you know. Like, may I mention your downstairs? Okay. So um, Soren and Evan um, are, they created a little altar downstairs for their um, cat who is today their death. Okay. So she died today last year. There's a picture, an adorable picture of Soren and Loki. Is that Loki? And some flowers. Um, but the cool part. <laughs> And another cool part is that they brought a basket full of cat toys. I presume handmade, of course. Yeah. <laughs> a basket full of cat toys to give away, you know. So in celebrating Loki's life and celebrating, you know, and remembering Loki's death, they leaned into generosity generosity, the giving away of something beautiful, honors something beautiful. And that I didn't really get that before I started practice. That generosity was a way to celebrate, you know, and be together and socialize and honor. Uh, but I've learned it in this tradition, because really, there's nothing else. That, <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> generosity and and uh and really all we need to give so it's just a kind of this wonderful example of oh wow that's right like we can honor things through generosity and it makes us happy you know it creates joy you know <clears throat> in ourselves so it's going to create joy in my cats. <laughs> but really, like, giving fulfills a need, but it creates joy within. You know, we're not really trying to create joy for others. We're seeing what happens within. You know, so Donna, one of those legs of the stool. Um, Sila, so living a life of integrity. You know, many of us here, any teachers you see here, um, are living by practicing with the five precepts, you know, practicing uh, not killing, not stealing, not lying, uh, not engaging in, you know, wrong relationships, sexual misconduct, uh, not engaging in intoxicants. Um, the foundation at Portland Friends of the Dhamma is um, a community that's engaged in sila, that's engaged in um, a clean and clear and um, uh, behavior that creates safety. There is no, um, you don't have to be on the five precepts to be here. That would be pretty silly. You know, everyone is welcome. The doors are open. Um, but people who come here um, can know that it's a safe 
place you know, that we're operating um, from a basis of kindness and goodness and, um, and integrity as much as possible, which I think is really beautiful. It's just sweet. You know, we, uh, you know, at, at, in my house, I tell my kids, you know, I don't, I don't punish mistakes and I'll punish forgetting. I don't punish mistakes and I'll punish forgetting. And that's how I feel here. Like our job is to hold each other on this path and be safe and allow each other to be who we are and move in different, you know, at different paces and, um, and be models and be examples and be open um, but also grounded in wisdom and integrity. Uh, so Donna and Sila. And the third piece is what uh, you might expect to hear about. <laughs> uh, bhavana is the term, and that means um, cultivation of the practice. So sitting in meditation, sometimes it's referred to just around meditation. Uh, but you know, we do a whole lot more here than meditation. So I know. Are you exhausted too? <laughs> so we practice meditation. We have introduction to meditation courses. We meditate in four different, you know, programs every week. Uh, but we also have programs and courses and classes uh, where um, we're learning about the Eightfold Path. We're learning about the Four Noble Truths. We're learning about Metta. We're learning about... Um, the precepts, uh, there's always an opportunity to be engaged in learning about the Buddhist teachings here. Uh, and um, centering, getting centered. <laughs> so you, if you've come here for a while, you know that um, we don't, nobody gets to talk until we meditate. That's <laughs> just the... <laughs> The prerequisite to <laughs> get centered, settle in, you know, <clears throat> open up to what is, what is difficult, what is beautiful, be with it quietly. And then, you know, we get to share, we get to reflect, ask questions, meet up downstairs. Uh, it's really, really lovely. Uh, <clears throat> So how I think of this place as a, it, I think of it as a place where we come together to build merit, to literally create happiness for ourselves. And then, of course, if we're creating happiness for ourselves, if we're seeing the causes for happiness and acting upon them, we're creating happiness for ourselves. And it's just going to spread out naturally. We don't have to do anything to make other people happy. <laughs> we have to see the causes for happiness, generosity, a life of integrity, uh, development of our practice, and then act on them. And then the results are going to flow from there and people are going to feel them. So there's a lot of new people here today, which is interesting. Um, 
because we've had a little bit of a change in operations uh, in the last week. Uh, normally, when you come here, Sakula, the spiritual director, and I are sitting up here together, and one of us is talking and one of us isn't, and we share the space together. And uh, she uh, got word that she's having, she was supposed to have a knee operation in October. She has, she got word that she's getting it done um, on Thursday. <laughs> so uh, she is in quarantine right now. She can't get an infection, so she couldn't be here today. And then she'll be out for eight to 12 weeks. Um, so things are a little different right now. You know, we're sharing the space in a different way. Um, Sakula's husband, Alistair, is an, an enormous part of this uh, community as well, and he'll be focused on her. And I said, uh, I said to Jim, you know, oh, yeah, we'll really see, like, <laughs> yeah, who steps up, what roles are filled, what goes unfilled, and um, things are a little different right now. And, and it, you know, Jim being uh, very practical, <laughs> logical, and compassionate human being, that <laughs> basically, well, just tell people. <laughs> you know, if you tell them what we need, <laughs> people tend to step in. <laughs> and Jim is right, like ninety-eight percent of the time. So, I <laughs> so I, I, I have to believe that's true in this case as well. You know, so I've been looking at things, right? And you know, I have this kind of funny list, like. We need online, like an online co-host, you know, Wolfgang, to let people in to the, <laughs> to the Zoom. And, and, you know, like a backup, uh, Deborah. And <laughs> I'm just teasing. And, you know, uh, like altar carers. And I know we already have all these sort of de facto altar carers, but I still come in and worry that no one's going to light the candles, right? So maybe someone puts their name on that. And, you know, we need event planners. We need newsletter editors. We need all kinds of things right now. Um, we need a secretary for our board, you know? Pretty soon we'll need a treasurer. Right, Tom Luckett? <laughs> So there are needs. Um, and what I think I'll do is uh, uh, on our e-group, I'll just kind of maybe put a list, you know, these are some things we need right now. These are some things we'll need in the future. These are some things that we don't need, but would make things run a little better. Uh over here keeps saying, I'm not going to own this <laughs> spot. <laughs> You know, but he improved it to a point where it kind of runs itself. Um, although they can't tell if you're over there that it runs itself. <laughs> you know, but we just need a few little roles filled around around the Zoom and just things like that. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're interested in taking on a particular role, uh, just join our e-group, go to the website, and... Um, you know, sign up and I'll be posting kind of things there and finding out what people think is needed as well. Uh, and you can just kind of jump in or uh, let us know uh, what you might like to take on. 
yeah, but otherwise, you know, uh, one thing that's really beautiful about this particular place is that um, a, a huge role is actually receiving gra gracefully too and graciously. I mean, there were times when I had no money and little babies and I'd have one thing I could do for this place. <laughs> I kept coming and it kept giving to me.